What is going on, guys? And welcome to the first ever episode of the Listen Whilst You Step podcast with yours truly, Simon Johnson. Now, this is something that I have been wanting to do for a long time now. But the few of you who may know me a little bit better know I am a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to this stuff. So I had to make sure that I had the right microphone, the right setup. I had to have my um, podcast art done by um, Cal. Thank you very much at Graphit. Shout out to him. It's awesome. It's come out really nicely. So thank you very much, mate. Um, but yeah, I, I, even since, ever since I was a kid, I, super, I like to do things properly. My opinion is if something's worth doing, it's worth doing properly. So spend the time to get it right and then fucking get after it. That's just kind of my mentality. But the reason that I wanted to start a podcast was for the main reason being that when I was a kid, I just I was never into reading. I hated reading. My English is terrible. I can't spell for shit. Um, my mates rip into me for it, but I, I really don't care. So even as a kid, I did literally did not read. I probably wrote, read one book from the whole life up until the end of kind of secondary. And then as I got older and more and more into my fitness, podcasts became more of a thing, audiobooks became more of a thing. And as a lot of you know, I am probably most known for step, step, steps. Hence the name of this podcast is going to be Listen Whilst You Step. I am such a big, big advocate of steps and neat. And I'm sure we'll go into that in a future podcast. But podcasts are my kind of little escape. Whilst I go on my steps, I listen to different podcasts. I listen to audiobooks. I learn so much from it. And I'm such a big advocate of making my uh, clients and friends and different family members and things like that go out and do steps that I wanted to be able to kind of give my own podcast, go into detail on different things, but not just kind of fitness and fat loss and getting shredded and different things like that. I want to touch on sport. I want to touch on people's mentality. I want to touch on the psychological side of things as well. I want to talk about um, people's, the mental side of it massively, like people's maybe depression coming out of sport and people dealing with eating disorders and things like that, because I think someone really does need to kind of bring a lot of that stuff to the surface because way too many people is just all sunshine and rainbows in the freaking fitness industry. And it isn't. Um, and it's going to be super cool. I'm planning on getting lots of different guests involved and just really getting a lot of different perspectives on things, not just someone who is all about getting shredded. Maybe someone who has been in sport and struggled with things, been at the top and then crashed. Just all different things. I'm planning on getting my mate Dufty on. He's in the Marines at the moment. Talk about the psychological side of him going through his training and different things like that. Johnny's going to come on. We're going to talk about the biggest mistakes that we've made in our own kind of fitness careers and things like that. But in this first episode, all I want to kind of talk about is just going to be me and I always get quite a few questions about this is like, Simon, how, how did you get into your fitness? Like, how's it become literally your life? Um, and I just want to kind of touch on that and kind of give people a bit of a background, just kind of set, set the tone of things um, and go from there. Because honestly, fitness has been such a big part of my life ever since I think I came out of the fucking womb, to be honest. Ever since I know I was freaking running around playing every sport known to man, rugby, football, tennis. I remember as a kid, I literally... I would wake up and go and play tennis before school. I would go to school, leave school at lunchtime, go and play tennis, go back to school. After school, I would then go and play cricket for school or something like that. I would then go to rugby. I would then come back and go play some more tennis. I would then be athletics. My mum and dad, like, thank you very much to them, honestly. 
I must have been a freaking nightmare as a kid because they must have just played taxi the whole time. I, I literally did everything. I was lucky enough to kind of represent my island in rugby, football, tennis, athletics, the works. I went to some super, super cool places and I've got friends for life through all of those sports. Um, and I really do believe they shaped me to be who I am today. And the people and the coaches that I've met along the way have had such a big influence on my life that I don't think they even realize necessarily. Um, and this is why it's quite cool to be able to do something like this because I kind of get to tell them and get to show them. And I'm hoping to get a few of those people onto the podcast at some point. It would be awesome just to kind of show them how grateful I really am. But as I kind of got more into my sport, I think you kind of realize you, especially coming from Jersey, you think you're, you're a big fish. You're not, you're a, you're a little fish in a fucking big pond. I kind of, I was pretty decent at tennis. I got to top 50 in the UK, but that's nothing. I was never good. I was okay. I was never going to make it. Not, not, no Stuart Parker. Shout out to my brother. Um, he's absolutely killing at the moment. I've got a lot of respect for him, kind of chasing his dreams and everything like that. So I've got a, a lot of respect for him, but I was never good enough at tennis. So after I was kind of, how old was I when I stopped tennis? I don't know, like 14, 15? Kind of concentrated more on my rugby. I was lucky enough to get asked to go and train with the first team. Trained there for a couple of years. Wasn't going to happen. Just simply, I wasn't good enough. I'm also made of glass and can't tackle for shit. I know some of the boys will laugh at that when they hear this. Um, but yeah, it was, wasn't good enough. But the whole time kind of throughout this process of me kind of getting to a decent level with tennis, getting to a decent level with my rugby, the gym was something that was always there. And I fucking loved it. I loved and I'm as obsessed with the progression. Progression. When I was at school, I, I just, I don't know. I, school was all right. I did all right in my grades and things like that. But I just hated the thought that you work your ass off kind of literally all term, all year, and you do one test at the end and that's it, bang, pass or fail. There's no way to gauge if you're kind of making your progress really. Whereas in the gym, and with your training, if you get in day in, day out, you tick your fucking boxes and you work hard, next time you go in, you will see progress. It's that simple. And if you don't, you know you won't make the progress. So I just can, could relate to it a lot because I knew if I did the hard work, I'd see results. I found it very hard to kind of keep grinding if I couldn't see what was going to happen. Whereas with the gym, I could see that. Also, all my kind of, my heroes, my inspiration, people like Nadal, people like, Ronaldo, people like Johnny Wilkinson, all these guys, they had these freaking like, Nadal had the biggest biceps I've ever seen on a tennis player, especially when he was younger, maybe not so much now. And I don't know what it was. I was just obsessed with this physique. And I just thought that, oh yeah, if I get big and strong like that, like I'm going to get to this elite level. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So I just worked my freaking ass off. I remember being, when I was younger, being at home and filling up tennis, like empty tennis ball tubes with stones and using them as, as weights. I used to have this routine that I used to do at home and I would literally do like a hundred bicep curls with these freaking tennis ball tins full of rocks. And I would do like a hundred sit-ups and a hundred side raises. Um, <laughs> it's just, thinking back of it is like, it's awful. But that's one of the reasons that I wanted to create this podcast because I made so many mistakes along the way and I want to help people and uh, so that they don't make the mistakes that I did. But kind of going back to kind of my journey and things like that. Obviously, I was playing the rugby, finished that up. And I was lucky to experience some pretty decent strength conditioning. Um, when I was younger, I got asked to go and be part of the One Foundation by a guy called John Scriven. Um, and that is where 
the big, big love for the gym really started. That's when they started to take it a lot more seriously. I was probably 14, 15 at the time, maybe a little bit younger. But I remember, now nah, I would have been younger than that. We might have been 11 or 12. Um, when I started in the gym with John at the One Foundation and Alex and Pete. So thank you very much, guys, because like, you guys pretty much shaped everything. Um, but yeah, I started there. I remember squatting like 100 for three at 13 and just everyone being like, holy shit. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't know what that was at the moment, but it's fairly respectable. I'd like to think makes me pretty excited to see the kind of numbers that I might hit in the future and things like that. Um, but yeah, those guys shaped everything, played lots of rugby, all of that stuff, fell in love with the gym. When I got to school, the kind of ambition was always play pro rugby or be a PT. I don't know why. That was just always it. Play, play rugby, PBT. Pro rugby wasn't going to happen, wasn't good enough. So ended up being a personal trainer. Went to do my A-levels at Dallasell. A-levels was just the wrong decision for me. Um, I did a year there. It was basically a waste. I slept in most of the, uh, the classes. Bless your soul, Miss Sorry, uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Murray. I, uh, me and Jose just literally basically flunked out of that. It was pretty terrible. But um, yeah, I ended up leaving Dallasell, going to Highlands, doing a, a BTEC there just as kind of a backup because I knew I wanted to be a PT. It was just to have something there as a backup. Between my first and second year of Highlands, so this is when I was 17, I went to the UK and did my PT course with EIF, European Institute of Fitness. Darren Tebben and his crew, so um, went there, qualified, came back. Whilst I was, Before I went, the kind of always ambition was just to go and work in a fitness first or something like that. Go work in fitness first, PT, do your standard shit that everyone does when they want to be a PT. When I was there, Darren said to me, like, why would you do that when you can start your own business? I was like, hey, what? Start your own business? I'm literally this 17-year-old kid from Jersey who doesn't have a clue, really, in terms of business. I knew my shit in terms of fitness because I was lucky enough to be part of, I know a lot of very clever people. I was part of this one foundation. I'd been part of strength conditioning with first team. I'd been in good environments in terms of gym, but business-wise, I didn't have a freaking clue. And he convinced me, so I came home thought about it, ended up doing it, and I started Shape Up Fitness. Okay, Shape Up Fitness has been killing it, and uh, it kind of faded out last year, really. Shape Up Fitness, I literally started it out my garden in my, parent, uh, in my parents' house. Literally, the shed was that small that me and my client couldn't stand in there whilst they were lifting. I used to have to stand outside the shed so that they had enough space to like deadlift, for example, okay? And it just kind of grew and grew and grew and grew from there. I ran group sessions. At one point, I, had, I was doing about 100 PT sessions a week, five group sessions a week. We had about just shy of 100 like, active clients. And it was insane. I absolutely loved it. And this is where my next kind of biggest passion just kind of grew and grew and grew and grew. My passion had always been sport, sport, sport. As I got more into the kind of PTing side and I started getting people insane results and helping people transform their lives. This became everything. The buzz that I got off of it, the kind of the warm, you know, that kind of like warm, fuzzy feeling that you feel inside when you've done something good for someone. Like that's generally the feeling that I get when I help someone get some insane results. Like <clears throat> it, it's incredible. I absolutely love it. And I will never forget the very first like jaw dropping transformation that I helped a very special lady get her name was Linda and the Linda, she won't mind me saying this when she first came in, she wouldn't have said boo to a goose. By the time she had finished her before and after photo, she is standing there like, fuck 
yes her confidence had skyrocketed the, the lady had abs popping like she was in absolute incredible shape and she did amazing and it was kind of then the personal training and coaching people went from kind of oh this could be good this could be a bit of a profession to holy shit i love this okay there's another lady this is the amazing thing about personal training is you don't just get transformation as well you actually change people's lives i had another lady i did a competition and um the competition was like like and share this post to win three free pt sessions and a lady called lynn now lynn is a little bit of an older lady and she won the competition messaged me came to see me and the shed where i used to pt was i uh, up a few stairs in my garden okay her back was that bad that i had to help her get up the stairs okay she couldn't put her socks on like her life was being completely dictated to her because her back and she just wasn't fit enough, healthy enough, and all these things. Fast forward a couple of years, she's deadlifting 75 kilos, and the lady can do burpees. Like, she didn't have an insane transformation. She didn't lose loads of weight or anything like that, but it changed her life. Like, the lady can put her socks on now without her husband having to help her. The lady can bend over and pick up her grandkids or play with her grandkids, and, and, and it will be fine. Like, she can go and just do what she wants to. And it's incredible to think that I helped from a bit of a selfish point of view. Like it's incredible for her, but from a selfish point of view, I love it. Like I get to help people all the time and I absolutely buzz about it. Okay. But fast forward a couple of years, I did a photo shoot. Well, let's, uh, let's go back a little bit. Okay. After two or three years of PTing, um, I think I kind of, I might've gone through a couple of bad breakups, all blah, 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 all that stuff. Everyone does when they're a little bit younger. And I put on a bit of weight. I think it was just because I was neglecting myself because I was working so much. I'd come out of a relationship. I was going out boozing hard all the time. I'm really different. I got up to a hundred kilos, hundred kilos. And I weighed and I, and I'm like five foot nine and three quarters, <laughs> five foot 10. And I was up at a hundred, 102 kilos. Like I was big. And honestly, I felt like a fraud. I was like, who the fuck wants to pay this fat PT to train them when you can't even fucking stick to shit yourself. I felt like a fraud. And that was the biggest changing point, I think, in my, if you can call it a career. Um, this is where I started looking to, into stuff a lot more. I went through my own pretty insane transformation. I dropped from 102 kilos. I dropped to 82 kilos. So I lost 20 kilos and I got into the shape of my life. And I did it in the right way. I'd cut before and got pretty lean, but I'd done it the wrong way. Like hours of cardio in the morning, not eating enough. I'd done it the wrong way and I always rebounded. Okay. And I'd always done it for the wrong reasons as well. Whereas this time I'd done it for the right reason. I was ready for a change. And it's quite hard to speak about this stuff because I think I'd never actually told anyone the fact that I actually felt uncomfortable taking my top off. I wasn't fat. I was big. I was thick, but in my head, I was obese. Like I had the biggest love handles. I would not take my top off. Even in front of my girlfriend, I felt a bit uncomfortable taking my top off. Um, and I think for the first time, I could slightly relate to how a lot of my clients may have felt. And I think that was a really good thing for me to experience actually, because it gave me a different perspective. But I went through this insane transformation and I started to gather quite a lot of traction even more traction in terms of training clients and things like that. Um, and I just started my online coaching at this point. Okay. So this was about 
two and a half years ago now. Well, I had the idea of starting the online coach and I was getting a lot of inquiries. But again, me being a perfectionist, I was like, I'm going to do an online coaching. I'm going to start a members area. I'm going to do this. And I just never fucking did anything. Um, so I had inquiries, but I wasn't doing anything with it. And then I got really lean and I actually got convinced to book in a photo shoot with a guy called Ben Mark from the UK, who's an absolutely incredible photographer. So I did this photo shoot and it was sick. Like for anyone who's got super lean as massive into their gym, I think booking a photo shoot on a bit of a side tangent here is a freaking brilliant idea. Okay. Book a photo shoot for a number of reasons. One, it gives you accountability, gives you something to aim for. And two, if you get some proper fucking professional taken photos, you go, holy shit. Like I did one for my clients a few months back and watching people's face when they go, holy shit, that's me. I'm like, yes, that's you. That's how well you fucking done. You don't realize your eyes in the mirror and pictures play tricks on yourself. But when you have a proper professionally taken photo, you go, "Uh uh-huh, that's me, motherfucker. (laughs) And it is an awesome awesome experience i know it can seem a little bit flashy and showy and things like that but i really really would recommend it but anyway i booked this photo shoot and ben uh was there awesome guy kind of got speaking to him saying yeah this is what i've been doing this is why pt we did it in my my parents garage and things like that um i want to kind of get into some online coaching and things like that and he goes oh one of my best mates from back home he's got a business called the online trainer education who helps pts get into online coaching. I was like, okay, awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. That's what I need. Um, He gives you the structure, everything like that. Okay, so Ben did me an introduction to Adam, Adam Haley, which I'm hoping to get him on. Adam's been uh, absolutely instrumental in me kind of growing aesthetic strength over the last 18 months. And uh, the guy really knows his shit. So if anybody does want uh, to reach out and wants to know a bit more about how to get into online coaching, Adam's your man, okay? But again, I procrastinated a lot. It took me about six months i think it was to actually reach out to adam and say hey man what do you do i'm interested so i reached out to him jumped on a phone call i'm a jerseyman i'm tight as fuck tried to waggle him down on the price and things like that but he wasn't going anywhere so anyway this was like on a this was a tuesday and then the month the mentorship that he runs runs on a wednesday so i signed up on the tuesday night started on the wednesday and everything just went from strength from strength to there everything exploded um, keeps growing, keeps growing, keeps growing. I think great thing about Adam is he keeps everything super simple. What I do with my clients, I don't make them do anything special. Adam didn't make me do anything special. He just got me to do the basics really fucking well. Um, and yeah, and this is when aesthetic strength was born. Um, and it's just kind of taken off from there over the last 12 months. And we keep growing, we keep growing and it's become my new passion. I never thought it, but I actually get clients better results online than I do in PT. Now, the reason for this, I think, is that online you actually have more touch points with people than you do in PT. PT, you see people for an hour a week. That's two hours a week, three hours a week, whatever. Online, you have constant interaction with people. You might not see them face-to-face. You have constant accountability. When it comes to results, it's not what you do in that one hour a day or two hours a week or three hours a week. It's what you do in the other 23 hours a day. Okay, that's what gets the results. And... um. With online coaching, it just gives you so much more ability to play an influence on those other 23 hours, okay? And that's why I fucking love online coaching and my scope, and I'm getting to help people all around the world, and we are pumping out some awesome transformations recently, which I'm sure you have all seen um, on my Instagram and things like that. And if you don't follow me, please, at Simon Johnson Fitness, go and give me a follow. 
um, give us a shout out and uh, I'd really, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. Um, but yeah, we're now brought on the second coach, Johnny, who is literally my brother, my mother, my dad, his dad, my dad and his dad are literally best mates. It's super cool to grow something with one of your best mates. Um, yeah, things are just moving really, really well. I'm super excited. We've got some cool stuff coming. Now, there's kind of three reasons that I did start Aesthetic Strength. I just wanted to touch on those in this kind of quick first podcast because it's my drive, okay? I'm big with my clients on having a why, why you're doing something, because if you don't know why, that means a goal is just words. Anyone could say, I want to lose weight. Anyone could say, I want to grow a business. Anyone can say, I want to be successful, for example, okay? But why the fuck do you want to be there, okay? My reasons why I started Aesthetic Strength are number one, that there was way too many people or coaches, PTs, whatever you want to call them, simply not getting their clients' results, okay? How many PTs do you look at their fucking Instagram page and you haven't got a single transformation on there? You just, you're a renter friend. Adam has this phrase he calls, do you, are, you, are you a trainer or are you being rented? Okay, fuck that. I want to get my clients awesome results. I want to buzz off that. I want to help them. I want to see that twinkle in someone's eye when they go, oh my God, how have I done this? Okay, I want to help people change their fucking lives, their confidence, their physiques, their mindsets, be the best version of themselves. Okay, I thrive off that. Okay. And they do as well. And it's so cool to see. I absolutely love it. And I've said I love it so many times in this podcast. The next reason is that like me in the past, when I cut, I rebounded. A lot of people who get results rebound and they go back to square one. Okay. Now, the reason for this is that people don't actually get educated by coaches or PTs, online coaches, whatever you want to call them, or they don't educate themselves. Okay. Anyone can get in shape, but being able to stay in shape and maintain it is something completely different, okay? Being taught what to do and being told what to do are two completely different things. If you're told what to do, you can do it now. You can do it right now. If you're taught what to do, you can do it for the rest of your life. And this is the biggest thing about our online coaching at Aesthetic Strength. We set out to be the last set of coaches you will ever fucking have to have. Because I want to equip you with the tools and the knowledge that you need to be able to do this on your own. I don't want to be coaching you for six years. I want you to come, get an awesome result, get an education, and go and do it yourself. Because everyone has the capability to be able to do so. You just need to be given the tools that you need. Okay? And that is our goal. And the last reason is something that really pisses me off, is that there is so many coaches out there that simply do not give a shit about their clients. They treat them like another name on their books. They take their money. They don't give a shit about them as a person and they don't give a shit about their results. And someone needs to put a stop to it, particularly here in Jersey. And I know there's a lot of other places that are exactly the same. And someone, I just want to make a difference in the industry. There's so much shit that goes on and I just want to make a difference. I want to create something, create a community of like-minded fucking badasses who want to just be the best version of themselves and just kill it, just boss life. I always say thrive, like, do you survive or do you thrive, okay? Fuck just surviving, life's too short, thrive, okay? My biggest fear in life, I keep going off on tangents here, but my biggest fear in life is just being a cog in a system, okay? 
just going through the motions, doing the same shit every single day, going into your job, doing your nine to five, sat at your desk, going home, not getting anywhere. This is why I love having my own business. I get to control my own destiny. This sounds super like spiritual and freaking random stuff, but fuck being a cog, fuck average. You're capable of so much more. Go and fucking do it, okay? It, it, it's that simple. And this is why I love my job. I get to throw my mindset at people and hope it, hope it sticks a little bit because the people who have influenced my life so much have had this growth mindset. They've had this mindset that you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can work hard and you will get results. I always got told hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. If you're talented and you work hard, you're fucking going places. Okay. But there's no substitute for hard work. Okay. I always say no one will fucking outwork me. Okay. And I think a lot of people can kind of take a lot from that. Um, I'm going to kind of wrap it up here because I've been rambling on for a little bit. I know there was hardly any kind of structure to any of that. It was just kind of me blurting out words into a microphone, but I kind of want to keep these super, super raw. I don't want to edit anything. We're going to have people on just chat backwards and forth, not chat kind of scripted or anything like that. Cause that's not what I like. I like shit to be freestyle and just kind of see what happens. Okay. Um, so guys, honestly, thank you very much for listening. I would really, really, really appreciate it if you could maybe screenshot the podcast and post it on your Instagram story and then tag me at Simon Johnson Fitness. Honestly, it'd be awesome. And then also please let me know who do you want to see come on? Who do you want me to chat rubbish with? Have you got any ideas? Let me know in a DM or comments below um, and we will go from there. And then there's one question which I like to ask people, Okay. And I'm going to ask every single guest who I have onto this podcast. And that question is going to be, if you could go back to any age, what would it be and why? Okay. For me, I, 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 I fucking right now, I love my life. I absolutely love my, love my life. I love my job. I love everything like where I'm living, all these different places. Um, I'm so lucky. Um, but I find it a very, very interesting uh, conversation to have with a lot of people I ask a lot of my clients and I get very very different answers so it's going to be an interesting one to kind of see uh what answers we get moving forward okay so again guys thank you very much for listening could you please give me a share and a like and I will catch you in the next one